Parakhas Mishnah Beis Tsar Adam Basar Ugavina Mit Pachas Achas. A person is permitted to take meat and cheese and wrap them in the same cloth, Ubalvad, as long as Shtoyu Nogin Zebzad. They cannot be touching each other. Because if they touch each other, even though they're cold, it's Tonin Bislam, cold with cold, nevertheless, Tarak Hadiyah, you'll have to wash off Makam Nagyas on the place where they touched. Therefore, yesh lizo, you got to be careful. Shlayigu zebzeh, they should not touch each other. Shlom yishkach, lest you forget, and then you'll eat them without rinsing them. However, to bundle them up, as long as they're not touching each other, even though they're bundled up in the same cloth, that would be permitted. Rabbi Shlom v'gamliel omer, Shnei achsanan, you have two guests, two archim, ba'achsanya that are by a hotel somewhere, they don't recognize each other. Einem akiyam zezeh. So they, Ochlin al Shulchan Echad, they can eat on the same table. Zebas, this one eats his meat. Zagvin, this one eats his cheese. Ve'ein Choshu, we're not concerned. Shema Yechal Echad, Mishal Chavir, lest one eat from his friend's food. Why? Because since they don't recognize each other, Ein Makirim Zazad, they're total strangers. And therefore, since they're strangers, they're not going to come to eat from the other person's portion. Aval, Im Makirim, if they do recognize each other, they're good friends. If they just know each other, they recognize each other, then assume it's also to eat on the same table, this one meat and this one cheese, because then, then there's a concern that lest one eat from the other. But if they don't recognize each other, that itself is the hecker to serve, that we're not concerned they'll eat from one another. Mishnah Gimel. Tipat chalav shnafal al hachaticha. If you have a drop of milk that falls on a piece of meat, and the buzz of the meat is inside a kadir, inside a pot, rotachas, a bubbling hot pot. And this piece of meat, v'chaticha zu, he kula michutz rotev. It's entirely outside of the rotev. The rotev is the, the gravy, the sauce, the liquid, whatever you want to call it. That's, that's the rotev. So the piece of meat is inside the pot. The pot's bubbling hot, but it's not inside of the rotev. How so? For example, it's resting on another piece of meat which is partially in the rotev, partially out of the rotev. So you have this pot with, you know, gravy inside of it, and you have a piece of meat inside, which is partially in the rotev, partially out, and then another piece of meat resting entirely on top of this piece of meat, which is partially in and partially out of the rotev. Now, the milk falls on the upper piece of meat, and below bachash esatav, one does not stir the stew, nor, nor does he cover up the stew. The drop just fell onto that piece of meat. So it comes out that this drop of milk is only spreading in the initial piece of meat that it fell on. Not on the other pieces of meat in the Kedera. So says the Mishnah. Again, you have to visualize it. You have this pot full of gravy. There's a piece of meat which is partially in, partially out of the gravy. Then another piece of meat which is resting on top of that piece of meat. So where the milk fell, the piece of meat that the milk fell on is entirely outside of the gravy. It's like on a little like island of another piece of meat. So im if there's enough flavor in this drop of milk to give flavor in the meat, meaning you don't have 60 times the amount of meat against the drop of milk that fell into this piece of meat, then usr. That piece of meat is also It's called chanan. Chaticha naasa nevela. Turns into nevela, turns straight. That piece is aser. We don't take into consideration the other pieces of meat or the other gravy in the pot to go ahead and nullify that drop of milk. Why? 
because the drop of milk only spread out in this single piece of meat. Therefore, if you quickly remove this piece of meat from the pot, before it has enough time to absorb the milk and be pulled and disperse those flavors into the other pieces of meat, so then just that piece of meat is also, like you mentioned, and then everything else would be permitted. However, near as Sakadera, if after the drop of milk fell on the piece of meat, he immediately um, uh, stirred the pot, and this piece of meat now enters into the rotev before it has a chance to even absorb the milk and receive its flavor. So when him, so it comes out now that, the, that this drop of milk is spreading out, not just in this piece of meat, but in the whole entire pot. So now it's great. Uh, or, or another scenario, if you immediately cover up the pot, so even though you didn't stir it, by covering it up, all the moisture gets condensed and it kind of like makes everything move around. So if you do that either, if you stir the meat right away when the milk falls onto it, or if you cover the pot right away. So now, if in this tea with this drop, it has enough flavor still to give flavor in the entire pot, meaning you don't have 60 times the amount in the entire pot against this drop of milk, then usher, the whole pot would be usher. If you don't have in this drop to give Tom in the entire pot, meaning you have 60 times the amount in the entire pot against this drop, even the piece of meat where the milk fell on is permitted. Everything is permitted. Because everything in the pot is mitzvah, it combines to be this drop of milk. However, if you don't immediately stir the pot, you know, you wait, the milk falls on the piece of meat. The meat absorbs the milk. It becomes treif. And then afterwards, you know, you start stirring the pot. So now, this piece of meat became an iser, because when the milk fell on it, it was just stationary. It did not have 60 times the amount against the milk, so it became iser. And now if you're stirring the pot, you have to have 60 times the amount against the entire piece of meat now, because that whole piece of meat is treif. And if you don't have six times the amount against this whole entire piece of meat, then the entire pot is going to be aser. Now the Mishnah discusses kechal. Kechal is the udders of a cow. Hakechal, the dad of the behemoth, the udders of the cow. Karai umoitzi es chalava. You have to tear it open and remove its milk. What does this mean? So the Torah only prohibited basar bechalav when it's chalav that comes out from the dad, from the udders of a behemoth chaya, a live animal. However, if the chalav comes out of the kechal after the animal is shechted, it's not aser midaraisa to be with the meat. Because the pasuk says, the chalav imo, we darsh not, the lav is not to have milk with meat when it's the milk, when it's the milk of its mother, meaning the mother's alive. But not of the, not of the, not of the milk of a shechuta, of a shechted animal. Once it's shechted, any milk that comes out is not going to be aser midaraisa to eat with meat. However, the Chamim did aser midirabanan. Gezera, shema yevayu lechol basa b'chalav sheyisurim minatayr. Lest you come to eat, to eat real milk and meat from a live animal, which would be aser midiraisa. Umikana, therefore, it's aser to cook the kachal, the udder of the cow, afilu bifnei asma, even on its own. Belishum basar acher, without any other meat. It's still aser. Why? Because there's milk in this udder. There's, there's milk in the udder. When you cook it up, even on its own, the meat of the udder will be bolea, the milk of the udder, and that'll make basam chalav midirabanan. 
And therefore, the Mishnah is coming to teach us that if you want to cook it, if you want to cook this chal, you have to karoi umoitzi as chalavai. Tear it open and remove the milk first. And the Gemara explains that kari shasi ve'arev, you cut it up like crisscross, ve'tachu, and then you, you squeeze it against the wall so all the milk comes out. And then afterwards, it's permitted to cook it up. Levashlai, if you ask me to cook it up on its own, or others explain that once you do that, it's permitted to cook it up even with other meat in the pot. Now, what happens if loy karai, if we did not tear open the kachal, you didn't remove the milk. When you cook it on its own in a pot. So it ain't over a lav, not over a lav, because it's a basa b'chalav, because again, that's only the Rabbanan. And the Gemara explains not only that, you're not over the lav, and it's going to be permitted. Now it's permitted to eat it even if you were over and you cooked it, meaning you shouldn't have cooked it without uh, cutting it open and removing the milk. But once you did cook it, so now you were not you were not over any lav, and even the chathila, you could eat that which is in front of you. And um, yeah, okay. And the Mishnah continues now, moving on to the lave, the heart. So we have the khal, the udder, now the lave is the heart. The lave, halev, so the Gemara Masech Lekris explains that there are two types of blood in the lave. There's the dam shel atzmo, kishar habasar, the regular blood of the heart, like, you know, like any other meat. And then there's dam hametzkanis betuch b'shas shechita, the dam that gathers into the heart at the time of the shechita. The amnam hadam shel asma, the dam of the regular dam of the heart. Yotimilicha, when you salt the heart, the blood leaves, like all other blood of the animal. But the dam, the blood which is which, which is like gathering inside the heart, that does not leave through melicha. The salt will make the blood which is absorbed in the meat leave the animal, but not the blood which is just gathered inside the animal. So the mission is coming to teach us now that the lay of the heart, how do you eat it? So before you do the malicha, you have to tear it open and remove the blood. Then afterwards, after you tear it open and remove the blood, then do the salting, and then you can cook it up and eat it. However, like Kara'ai, if you didn't tear it, out, tear it open, meaning, Shemalchu, you salted it, and you did not do the Kriya. So then do the Kriya after the Malicha, and then remove the Dam which is inside of it, and then Mutter, again it will be Mutter. And you don't have to do another Malicha. Since the leave is smooth, it will not absorb the blood which is gathered inside of it. And the Afil and the even if it was cooked in a pot, without doing the Kriya, so you could tear it open afterwards, after the cooking, and it'll be mutter, uh, but if you didn't tear it open at all, and when you ate from it, you're not over. Meaning, um, the explains, we're talking about a case where it's the lave of an oaf, the heart of a bird. So the heart of a bird, there's not enough blood for the shear of a kazayas. But if we're discussing the lave of a behemah, if you didn't tear it open after you cooked it and you ate from it, then yes, you would be chayev karis. And lastly, hamala esa of magvina el shulchan. One who brings of and gvina, chicken and milk or chicken and cheese, on the table that he's eating at. So ene over blissa, you're not over a lav. Meaning she ene bali de losay. Well, well, it will not lead you to be over an say. Why? Because even if you ate them together, you're not over an isra Torah. It's only it's derabanan. Because basar of bechalav is only aser midirabanan. However, one who brings basar behema, basar behema with gavina with milk or cheese on the table, so that then he could come to be over in iser deraisa. 
that even basar of is also to put on the same table with uh, with cheese.